For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in Chargers. Uh, the Chargers off the schneid. They end their three-game losing streak. They do it with a dominant defensive and special teams performance in New England, something we'll get into in a minute with Lorenzo Neal here, uh, look, ugly wins. I, I have called since I've became the play-by-play voice of the Chargers, Low, I, I have, uh, and that's 2017. Yeah. I can't count. I, I can't. The number of pretty losses that I have called for the Chargers, where a quarterback <laughs> is thrown for 400 yards, a running back is gone for 200, Keenan right. Allen's breaking a, a single-game record, and they lose. So, But I can tell you, I have called about – three maybe four ugly wins that's about it this this is yeah. not in the character of the chargers and they needed it desperately and they got it they really did and money i was listening to you on the call and you're talking about this is a rock fight and exactly what it was it was like hey they found a way to get this win this win they needed it it came at a crucial time three game losing streak that they've been on they needed to right the ship and they found a way to do that yeah, and, and that's, look, it was inclement weather. It was, uh, you know, basically sheets of rain the entire game. Just as someone who was there at, at Foxborough at Gillette Stadium watching it, it would have been nice if it were, believe it or not, 10 degrees colder. So that rain would have been snow. It would have been a lot more comfortable for the players. Instead, they were basically getting soaked from kickoff until the end of the game. Uh, tip of the cap to Josh Harris as J.K. Scott is your special teams player of the week, had a heck of a game punting the ball and just forcing the Patriots with a completely inept offense to travel between 80 and 98 yards on every single drive, something they just couldn't do. They weren't able to put together plays without falling behind schedule and ultimately having to punt themselves. But, you know, I, I think – and Josh Harris was the one all week long who basically was spraying water in the face of Darius Davis, as was Ryan Ficken when he was fielding punts, who forced J.K. Scott and Cameron Dicker to work with nothing but soaking wet balls. And their operation worked, and Dicker got the two field goals, and J.K. Scott was masterful as his special teams player of the week award uh, indicates. And, and that really – you don't, I mean, Lo, I know you know it, uh, how important special teams are and how important they were in your career. But, you know, special teams won this game. That that was the difference in the game as the Chargers special teams executed. No question, Money. We talk about every week. We say offense counts to third, defense to third, and special teams. And that was the game right there that you're talking about. Guys getting him ready for this moment. Knew that the weather was going to play a huge factor in this and being able to kick the two field goals when you need them, and you needed nothing to spare. So special teams was indicative to the victory, and that just comes through hard work and guys understand that, hey, look, we cannot lose the special teams battle because we're going to go to Foxville, and the weather's going to be horrible. We have to find a way to win. And I'm telling you, the Chargers, they dug deep because they had to get that win. And I'll tell you, this is this is something where you, you tip the cap to, to Brandon Staley, and to Tom Telesco because they recognized that special teams was not cutting it with Darius Swinton. It was a carryover from Anthony Lynn when he had George Stewart, and it was the 
In in two of the seasons, it was the worst special teams unit in the league, dead last, 32nd. And even after that first season with Coach Staley, it was still in the high 20s. He brings in Ryan Ficken from Minnesota. And my goodness, uh, they invest in special teams in the draft. They draft Dean Leonard. They draft Nick Neiman. They they sign Josh Harris to the highest paid long snapper contract in the NFL. They bring in J.K. Scott and Cameron Dicker ends up being, you know, it's I know it's not. There's no look. We're not giving you sizzle here straight out the gate, but it was basically the story of the week. Cameron Dicker now, I think I've said it on here before, Low. So Justin Tucker holds the record for uh, highest accuracy in the first two seasons of a kicker's career at 91.4. Cameron Dicker right now is over 95%. He's at 95.2% ahead of Justin Tucker by wow. 4% on his kicks. That's how good he's been. And J.K. Scott is, if he's not in, he's basically, so punting stats are weird. I don't want to get into that freaking rabbit hole. It. But what I'll say is, <laughs> His hang time's incredible. There are almost always fair catches. Almost nothing is returned. Last week, seven punts, every single one of them inside the 20, one of them out of bounds, coffin corner at the two. And the Patriots had negative six rush yard, or return yards because the coverage unit was so good. And that's what that game needed. And I think that's – we focus so much on the offense didn't do this. Indeed, right, defense didn't right, do this. This is right. part of – this is coaching. This is putting yeah, a game plan together for Brandon Staley and coaching. No question. This is a team victory of money, and this is how you win as a team. You win as a team, you lose as a team. And each phase plays a huge part in the success of your football team. You talk about, oh, my goodness, no one will talk about special teams. I know people don't want to talk about special teams unless you lose because of special teams. People don't want to talk about kickers unless the kicker makes a field goal right. in special teams. People don't want to talk about the success of it. I mean, let's go back some years. You know when the Chargers, Hannah Middleton, you think about the great Kasim Osgood, you think about Dave Ben, the long snapper, 10-year there. Think about the consistency that you had on special teams. So it's absolutely a game changer in special teams. You know, hell, I played in the Music City Miracle, you know, against right. Buffalo. 17 seconds left on the game. It was a special teams play. The kick to me, your big fella catches it and pitches <laughs> it back to Wycheck. Wycheck to Dyson. And you know, money, you strike up the band, baby. Let's go. You remember that big day, baby. Absolutely. So special teams are huge. <laughs> absolutely. I have defended the Music City Miracle <laughs> ad nauseum <laughs> because of the properties of physics. People cannot <laughs> comprehend that the laws of motion will tell you when you throw a ball, it is going to travel forward, but that does not mean that it is, in fact, on a forward trajectory. It is simply momentum yes. of the player that is catching the ball that leads you to believe that it is moving forward when, in fact, it is not. So one Money, of my I'm favorite plays you. of all time. <laughs> I'm going to start calling you to defend. See, the way that you just the way that you just said it and laid it out, I'm just going to start calling you. Every time I have these battles, I'm thank you, Money, right. for being there. You're, you're, that, that's exactly. a great way to wrap it up. <laughs> Whip out the, uh, you know, pull out the physics book and just say, hey, Newton's laws of motion. Here we go. This is how it works. He's moving forward. Yes, it's going to look like it moved forward when he catches right. it because he's moving at about 15 miles an hour. Um, I'll wrap right. it up with this, right. just the special teams before we dig deeper into the defense and offense in this game uh, the, listen you can talk about quentin johnson and his drops as a first round pick and i know they flash the graphic yeah. of how bad it's going for him in relation to every other receiver but i will say their second tom telesco second round pick Thule forced fumble fumble recovery turnover field goal out of that there so second round pick comes through third round pick dan henley he is now part of that core four uh, on special teams along with nick neiman and dean leonard those are their three best special teams players that's your third round pick and you want to talk about a steal 
Fourth round, Darius Davis, another huge punt return for 34 yards that set up the second uh, field goal, put the Chargers up 6-0 and forced the, the Patriots to chase a touchdown with an offensive unit that just simply wasn't able to put it together. I mean, so you can talk about all of the, you know, how bad it's going for Quinton and his first round pick and how well Zay Flowers and Jordan Addison and Tank Dell and all these players, Puka Nakua, are playing at the receiver position. But remember, there's more than just one pick to a draft, and the next three have performed incredibly well for Tom Telesco and JoJo and his staff and what they were able to find in the draft. They are contributing to this team this year. Obviously, it's glaring what's going on with Q. Um, and, we'll, and you know, we might as well – at this point, before we get into the game, I do want to just outline this for um, outline this for the people that are listening and watching. They got some help. They finally got some help in the in, in the you know from the rest of the league. So the the AFC has been dominating the NFC this week. The NFC did them a favor. Pittsburgh loses to Arizona. The Rams take care of Cleveland. And even though the Texans improved to seven and five, they do the Chargers a favor by knocking off the Broncos because they're going to play them twice. So you have an opportunity to just push the Broncos completely out of the playoff picture. And that's a tiebreaker that you can own. Everything, you know, you brought this up last week, Lo, about, hey, what, you know, it's, uh, it's gone so bad. Is it out of reach? And the, the answer is no, because they still can finish 10 and 7th. They have to win out. This week is a playoff against the Broncos. Win, and you get to advance to next week's game to continue your run into the playoffs. They will play the Bills at best. If the Chargers continue to win this week against the Broncos, next week against the Raiders, if the Bills win both of their games, these two teams will be playing for a playoff spot. They will end that game with the exact same record and the Chargers will hold the tiebreaker if they can win that on Saturday night. I know this wow. is pie in the sky, powder blue colored glasses, it's but here, it though. is still in front of them. And it's reality. I mean, here it is, though, money. Like I was saying, hey, is the schedule going to work out? They're going to have to get on this winning streak, and they got one. That's a good best thing. You got, you got one of those wins. But like you said, look at the skies and the elements had the match up. You look at the wins around the NFL. Kansas City loses. Denver loses. Right. Look at the Texans. The Texans beat Denver. Like you're talking about what it did for the Chargers. It catapulted them into that conversation. So everything that needed to happen happened for the Chargers. Now, how will they respond? They took care of business. Now you got to continue to take care of business week in and week out. That's it. Just win. That's the Chargers. You can't look to the left, look to the right. Everything already took care of itself. Now it's about the Chargers finding their identity, right. continue to find their identity, and continue to win. It's simple. Yeah. Windows open. Ten's going to get you in, you know, and, and you never know. You never know what can happen. Trevor Lawrence. You know, you never know what happens week in and week out in the NFL and whether or not the Jags can continue without him as their quarterback. Uh, I want to mention this. We appreciate our partners. Bet Online is, is one of them. And Bet Online is a great spot for you to invest in your belief, in your heart of how these games are going to turn out. The line this week, Chargers minus three against the Broncos. But it's an opportunity for you at betonline.com to get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. All you have to do is use our code BLEAV, believe BLEAV, and they will give you an extra 50% as a welcome bonus on your first deposit. It's not just football. You can bet all the major sports at Bet Online, And uh, football, of course, is what we talk about. So if that's what you're looking for, give it a go and get yourself a little extra scratch out of it by the welcome bonus of 50%. That's B-L-E-A-V, 
at Bet Online. All right, Lo, let's get into it a little bit deeper beyond the special teams because I, I think there's two big storylines that come out of the game against New England. And let's start with the positive, the 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 ultimate positive. Khalil Max got a shot at defensive player of the year, a legitimate shot at the defensive player of the year. He leads the league in sacks now with 15. He leads the league in forced fumbles with five. He's got 50 tackles. So it's not like he's just a pin your ears back, go get the you know the passer. He's stopping runs. He's setting the edge. But I think of all the stats, the one that sticks out to me the most, and I'd love for you to, to expand on this, is he leads the league in sack yards by 22 over the next person. His average sack is eight yards, a loss of eight yards. And in the one sack, one of his two sacks he had against the Patriots, it pulled him out of field goal range. And that's what we're talking about. Khalil's sacks aren't just run of the mill. He got the quarterback. It's third and 12. No, you're talking about going from a second and eight to a third and 19 on some of these and pulling them out of field goal range. Without a doubt, what Khalil Mack has done, you know, money is turn back the clock. He is playing at <laughs> right? an unbelievable rate. What he's doing on the defensive side of the ball, getting after the quarterback, putting pressure on, getting sacks at opportune times when they're needed most. That's what's yes. so great about what Mack's doing. You know, sometimes get sacked and it doesn't mean anything. You're losing. He's getting sacks, like you said, when the team needs him most. I just love the way that he's playing, especially with Bosa not being able to play and the injuries and all the things. Cleo Mack, I think without a doubt right now, you would have to put him the front runner for defensive player of the year. Yeah, I think, you know, so here's kind of like, you, I think you said it perfectly. The Chargers lead the NFL. They lead the NFL in two huge categories. One, sacks on third down. So have a chance to get your defense off the field. What's the best way to do that? Thwart a team on third down. We know they have one of the best third down defenses in the league. They've had it all season long. That has been top 10 in terms of third down conversion percentage for this defense. But a big part of that is leading the league in third down sacks. The other category, strip sacks. They lead the league in strip sacks. They are creating turnovers or opportunities where it's not just a sack. Well, now that ball's on the ground and it's squirting backwards another five yards. Even if you don't recover it, you now have obviously put the team way behind schedule with what they're putting together. And then there's another element of this too, low for Khalil, and that's what it does for a 20-year-old Tuli Tuipolotu. That this is this is his mentor. This is his tutor. This is his introduction to the NFL. And this is what he gets to practice with every day. This is the brain he gets to pick every single day. They have become very close. And I think you see it in the emergence of Tuli. Like we said, forced fumble, fumble recovery, and had the only turnover of the game deep in Patriots territory that led to a charger field goal. So Clearly, you know, it goes beyond just what he's doing on the field, but also it expands to what he's doing for the Chargers second round draft pick and one of the great steals of the draft, one of the best rookie defensive players in the league in Thule. Oh, if you watch the way Thule's getting off the ball, but Thule's playing like a veteran player. Everyone's talking about a rookie, but his guy's not playing like a rookie, stripping the ball, stripping the sacks, no understanding what to do when you get there. A lot of guys just say, I'm going to get a sack. This guy's going for the ball. He's swatting, pulling, punching, doing those small things. Like you said, Cleo Mack is a big brother to him. Cleo Mack is saying, hey, look, I'm going to help you get ready to play football, but play at a high level. You, Cleo, he's a good man. He's a good person. Right. And you could see his leadership taken over. And, and you you love it because Tui is following his steps and like a sponge, just eating it up. 
in some years from now, when Cleo's out of the league, this guy's going to say, they'll ask, who's your mentor? He's going to tell you that, man, Cleo Mack, what he meant to me to teach me how to be a pro. That's the thing. I had a guy in New right. Orleans, Sam Mills. You remember the great Sam Mills? Of course. Coach Phil Mouse, Mighty Mouse. The Field guy Mouse. was unbelievable. What he did for me far as the veteran leadership of how to practice and how to play, I had some great guys. And what those guys did, it showed me. And that's what Cleo is doing for this defense and for a lot of these young guys that are stepping up and making plays when they have to. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah, I'll say also. Yes, they shut out the Patriots. That that should not be overlooked, and and they deserve to be commended for that. It's it's Brandon Staley's first shutout. The one thing I will say that that's probably uh, again just talking about. How I've been doing this for a while now, since 2017. It's probably the worst unit I've ever seen in, in any game that we've called. That Patriots offense, I think, is is the worst offense, defense, or special teams unit that I have ever seen in calling games. They could not pass protect. Now, Ramondre Stevenson could run the ball. Uh, when he got hurt, that was a big hit for them. But their receivers couldn't separate. When they could, they dropped passes. Um, like, you know, the one that Tyquan Thornton that very well could have been a touchdown dropped it. Devontae Parker had that one that would have been just devastating with the Chargers up 6 nothing down the, the, the left sideline. And he forgets that he's got to get two feet in. His legs are spread-eagled as he goes to the ground and his right foot hits out of bounds. So that doesn't uh, – that, that gets nullified. But – they, Bailey Zappi, I, I think I understand why Bill Belichick is, is starting him just because Mac Jones, when I went through his interceptions, his 12 interceptions, 10 of them were brutal, were backbreaking, red zone, single score games. And so I think with Bailey Zappi, he's just looking at it as, you know, he's not the better quarterback, but he's not going to turn the ball over. And, and that's what so much of that game was. It was very safe. They needed 15, 17 you know, play drives in order just to get into field goal range. And you saw what that amounted to. They couldn't, they, they, they just, they could not get the ball down the field. And when they, you're talking about seven minute drives that cover like 48 yards. And before you know it, here's a sack, here's a tackle for loss. And now they're behind and they just couldn't overcome it. So yes, it was a shutout. Yes. They played great. I still have some concerns about corners and coverage and passing guys off to nobody, there were still some elements of that, and Bailey Zappi just missed the throws. Oh, he did, he, and he missed badly. But like you alluded to, when you watch those drives, they had 15 plays, drives, 20 plays, and then they would get a sack. So it's hard when you're trying to get an offense to sustain drives and that can't throw the ball that's run, play action, run, play action, fake play action, and still run. You saw New England just couldn't muster enough you know, umph to get over the finish line. So they played well for what they have. And Baylor was just like, look, I'm not going to turn the ball over. Let's just look on defense and let's play conservative and let's try to steal this game. And they almost did it. So to, yeah. you know, the Patriots hand, you know, they did do a good job of keeping it close to make it a one score game. And that's why the Chargers are very lucky to get out of Foxborough with that win. The way that the Patriots said, we're going to make you play that rock fight that you talked about. Yeah, and that's something that's plagued the 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 Chargers all season. We've said it many times. They allow other teams to dictate terms. 
They play on every opponent's terms. However they want to play, they're going to play. If it's a shootout, we'll play a shootout. If it's a rock fight, we'll play a rock fight. And that's it still holds because that's what they did. Now, I'll say this. Justin Herbert had a good game. His receivers let him down. They let him down terribly again. And it's it's crazy because through the first, uh, let's see, this was their 12th game. So through the first nine games, the Chargers had the fewest drops of any team in the league. Fewest drops. The last three weeks, they have had the most drops and it's by a wide margin. I want to say there were seven more drops in that game against the Patriots. And it's everybody. It's not just Q. Q had two big ones, yes. But Austin Eckler had a couple. Keenan Allen had one. You had, well, I mean, I guess technically you could say Keenan had one. He just had his, his, his hands were too close to his body. He allowed J.C. Jackson to break up a pass that was right, you know, it was thrown perfectly. The, the one that I'm most concerned about is Donald Parham. Just because, and, and, and you know what, this will just segue into this. Donald Parham has now dropped a number of passes this season. Critical passes, third down passes, dropped the fourth down pass in Green Bay. And he really, really struggles in run blocking. I mean, for people that are trying to take, you know, they're taking shots at Eckler and taking shots at Josh Kelly and taking shots at Kellen Moore. Man, he, he does not have tight ends that know how to block against the run that has been a huge issue and it showed up again against new england as we shift forward to the broncos here real quick five game win streak good opponents we know how good the, the packers are now in the playoff conversation just knocked off the chiefs they beat the packers uh they beat the chiefs 24 to 9 they won at buffalo knocked off a vikings team that had been red hot and now just beat up uh, and then beat up a browns defense that had been one of the best in the league stuck them for 29 points and had an opportunity to beat the Texans, you know, with a goal to go situation uh, before, you know, essentially time ran out, you know, Russell had to force a, a ball with, with almost no time on the clock into the end zone that was intercepted ended that win streak 22, 17, but you get a touchdown there and it extends to six games. Uh, it's a team that was one in five. I think it says a lot about their character that they rallied from one and five to get to six and five. They're now six and six. The defense, Vance Joseph, has managed to, to kind of get that thing working again and, and get it right. The offense, I still have some questions about. Cortland Sutton's been exceptional. Uh, Russell Wilson has played a lot better. And I think for people that are calling him a game manager, the stuff that I'm watching, he's still doing his Russell Wilson things. Low, he's still extending plays, pushing the he ball is. downfield. And, and that's been a great connection between him and Cortland Sutton. It, it really has. And you watch them. They just they, they take advantage of the opportunities. You watch Russell Wilson in and out of the pocket. He's still scrambling around, moving, making plays with his legs and getting yeah. them out of trouble. I think that this team still has an opportunity to get in the playoffs. But this is going to be a big game for the Chargers. The Chargers need to find a way to keep Russell Wilson in the pocket, make him throw in that phone book. Don't let him get outside and extend plays. And that's going to be big because you can sack Russell Wilson. He will hold the ball and he yeah. will turn it over. So this is going to be a big opportunity, but this is going to be an unbelievable game because both these teams are playing for that playoff hope. Yeah, and I'll tell you, Lo, you know, one thing that we've seen when we go into these games is there are opportunities at one of the tackle spots. Garrett Bowles has had a solid season. He's played okay. Mike McGlinchey has not. That that has been a oh. wasted investment, and he is getting wrecked. Game in, thrown around, tossed, yeah. ran through, run over, absolutely. So you can't double both of them. So either Thule or Khalil going to have an opportunity on every snap again. And the interior of their line has not been great either. So Morgan Fox going to have opportunities in there. We know Nick Williams had a big tackle for loss as well. So the interior of the line's been good. The one great thing about the Chargers' defense, you know, for all the incoming they're taking, they've been really good against the run. 
They've been very good against the run. And I think if you can take away Javante Williams, then you have an opportunity to create, you know, like you were just talking about, Russell holding the ball too long, get those sack opportunities, get them off schedule. He's been really good taking care of the football. I know he just threw three interceptions against the Texans, but prior to that, the guy had 20 touchdowns and four picks. So he has been taking care of the football. It was uh, it was an off game for him for certain last week. But that's probably – I think it's, you know, kind of what we said going into the game against New England, right? You know, yep. you got to execute and you got to create turnovers. And I think that's probably how they're going to have to get out of this thing with a victory. Oh, without a doubt. I like the Chargers in this one. And the last couple of weeks I've been kind of, you know, doubting. I know I've been, you know, haven't been all great on the Chargers, but I really believe Cleo Mack, the way that he's playing and the way that this defense can get after And you're talking about playing against an offensive tackle that has been ferocious. You see, that's why the San Francisco 49ers did not sign him back. Yeah. I think you're in a situation that you can take advantage of these tackles and make them one-dimensional where Russell has to throw. Get up front of them. Get out in front of the Denver Broncos, and I'm telling you, you dominate this game. I'll wrap it with this. Uh, selfishly, and, and again, it's Believe in Chargers. You see the name there. You see what I'm wearing. So you know where <laughs> I'm coming from. Uh, I'd love it for Brandon Staley. I do not like the way Sean Payton approached last year. I thought it was Bush League, and I thought it was just terrible, terrible karma for him to, to use his minions in the media to repeatedly say Sean Payton wants to get back into coaching, but he really likes living in Southern California. You knew what he was getting at. He was trying to send a signal to the, to the Spanoses that, that he would take a job if they'd fire Staley and offer it to him, and it wasn't cool. You, you don't do that when you're there a wasn't. head coach. It's a fraternity. Yeah, if a shot if a job is open, you go get it. If it's not, you don't politic for it like he did openly. So I would love, love, love for Coach Staley to be able to shove it straight up there for uh for Peyton this week and uh and extend that losing streak for him to two and extend the Chargers to two as well on the right side of the ledger. Well, let's make it happen. I'm with you there, because you don't do that. And like you said, he did that against the Jets, talked about the Jets offensive coordinator, right. did him bad high hack it. You just don't do that in, as a coach, and you expect more from Sean Payton. So I want the Chargers. These guys need to play for their coach, and they need to be pissed off of what the things that he said, so I'd go after it. There we go. And uh, tip of the cap to you, even though you're the one wearing the cap, Low. Low uh, doing the pod today from a, a shelter up there in Northern California, helping the people out in the holiday season, giving back. So kudos to you for, for doing that, Low, and uh, for making some time to do this today. Hey, you're the, you're the best, money. I'm at the Pavaroli house giving back and feeding the homeless, and I love it. There we go. Let's go, Chargers. Talk about a win again next week. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.